Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much today for joining in on the Thrive Lathrop Podcast. And we are super excited to be having uh, this podcast this morning. We're going to be talking about when things don't go my way. We're going to talk about what do we do when things happen and they don't go our way. And for most of you that are listening, you will know that we are in the waiting process of probably one of the most intense elections or election seasons. It's been a crazy year year and it just got a little bit crazier. What it even really happened last did. night? It, what even <laughs> happened? We don't even know. And so we're actually recording this on a Wednesday. So yep. this is the next day, the morning of, and we still don't know what's going on. And I think this is a great topic because more than just to talk about the elections and what's happening, we want to talk about what we need to do to respond as people who love Jesus when things don't go away. So first off, before we even get into it, I want to introduce who's on the podcast today. We got our lead pastor, Pastor Eric Baca, is back. I'm here and I have my favorite coffee mug. Favorite coffee mug? It's Mr. Mr. Right. Mr. Right. <laughs> I bought it for myself. So none of us can be wrong. But Lori was there, but Perfect. I bought it. And, oh and you gosh. know, we got to give the shout out as well. The Dodgers won the World Series. Come on, somebody. Yes. All right. Jesus reigns. So something good happened in 2020. <laughs> 32 years later. How does I it get feel? to celebrate. Feels awesome. How man. old were you when the Dodgers I won? I was 16. Okay. I remember where I was, who was with me, what we did. When Kirk Gibson hit his... Walk off home run against the A's okay. in game oh, one. Let's not talk against about that. I know, I know. And I like the A's right now. <laughs> but I remember when Oral Horsheiser finished the A's off to win the ring, but that was a long time ago. Okay. I think it was black and white TV. No. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Almost. But all right. I, I don't know. That was before I was born, but I'll trust you because you're Mr. Right. So I am Mr. Right. But, Just remember, but, I'm always right. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Dodger fan as well. Grew up in L.A., but Pastor Eric is a real Dodger fan. I'm one of those, like, fake kind of Dodger fans just because of association of being born in the area. But yeah, doesn't I, count. I, give, I give Pastor Eric the shout-out. Your awesome son is your a good team. Dodger fan. My son is a good Dodger fan. Yes, he has he his is. Dodgers hat. And then the Lakers won, too. It's the a Lakers good year for L.A., too. but I feel like that's kind of like a— yeah, bronze. Yeah. So it's, you know, I don't know, but I'll take it. All right. It works. <laughs> Go Lakers. So good stuff. Pastor Eric, welcome back to the podcast. It's going to be really good. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about oh people and how they're going to deal well, with their I haven't emotions. had much sleep. I'm a little punchy, so I hope I say something very controversial. Good. We're, we're excited for it. That will be the soundbite when we promote Odds on social. High. All right. And then we got a couple new people to the podcast. We have Pastor Sean, our youth pastor here at Thrive. Hey, hey. What's going on, Pastor Sean? Nothing much. Just chilling. Chilling? Hanging out, yeah. Good. Glad to be here. You also do a podcast for youth, right? That is correct. I'm going to tag it right here. It's Go ahead. Uh, all for the youth podcast. On nice. Available on our website at warehouseyth.com or the iTunes podcast app. Again, all for the youth podcast. And so for those of you yeah. that have teenagers or young people, they do a podcast for those young people every week or every other week. Pretty pretty often. Really, really good stuff. And so you are uh, not new to the podcast world, but no, you're I'm new not. to this podcast. Yep. And so we're excited to have you on, bro. And then last, but certainly not, not least, we got Pastor Maribel, our worship pastor. What's up, everybody? Thanks hey. for joining us today. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I, I didn't know that the Dodgers beat the A's in the 80s. So that's yeah, a sore I, subject. Yeah, very sore subject. I okay. can't believe he brought that up. Yeah, but that's but, okay. <laughs> we'll let him be Mr. Right Jehovah today. Jehovah Rafa. <laughs> oh, goodness. He will heal he you. He will heal your wounds. <laughs> he will heal your wounds right now. Let's we can have an inner healing sozo the meeting Lord, at the, work today? after the podcast. Okay, <laughs> for sure. So let's jump into it. I want to just go right in 
And the first question we have for today, and we're just jump around the room, is what is your reaction from the elections yesterday? Just initial reaction. And for some people, they're having a really hard time. I think it's okay that we're laughing a little bit, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A cheerful heart is good medicine yes. to the soul. That's yes. what Proverbs says. And and I think everyone in this room could agree that although it's a little crazy and maybe we didn't get our way, Jesus is on the throne. We trust yeah. in him. And so just, just initial reactions. And I think that just opens up the conversation a little bit more so they can even know us a little bit more. So let's let's go past Eric. What was your initial okay. reaction from I'm yesterday? going first. Initial reaction was surprise, confusion, like what's going on? But we've had some pretty crazy elections in the past. Right. Like I still remember Bush Gore, mm-hmm. Florida, and the Hanging Chads. It's like a band, you it, know. It and, is. Um, it, was, it was not a band. <laughs> I know it was su- such so hard. Right. So, um, but still a little shocking, and yeah. and seeing numbers kind of go back and forth. Um, and so, like I was telling Pastor Matt earlier that. I don't stay up very late anymore. And last night I saw midnight <laughs> and that's how old I am. And I'm like, whoa, I'm staying up late. So I didn't fall asleep to like one. That's right. It was daylight savings. You're good. It was daylight savings. Yeah. So there went my hour. And so, you know, just really, really interesting. For sure. Um, you know, roller coaster ride and yes. it's not over. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a trip. Uh-huh. Pastor Sean, what do you think? You know, uh, this is this is actually my first election that I participated in. So okay. I was kind of just. Cool. I was wondering if it was. It's wasn't. your yeah. fault. Awesome. Yeah. It's your, your fault. <laughs> Never vote again. Yeah. Last time, last last election that came around, I didn't I didn't vote, but that's because I had kind of a different mindset. Didn't really think my vote counted, but I did some research, and you know, it kind of does. So, <laughs> uh, so this is my first time participating in an election, really paying attention, really trying to like look and see what's going to happen. And uh, my initial reaction is just kind of like. Like, I don't know, just kind of, I think, just confusion about what's going to happen. Not only just because of the election, like, obviously, like, one of them is going to get elected, but kind of just, like, the fallout. Uh, it's right. probably my my more concern with I think there's going to be kind of maybe some violence either way if Trump wins or if Biden yeah. wins. I think each each side, there's going to be those radicals that are going to kind of lash out and, you know, go do stuff that is going to hurt our nation even more. So yeah. I, I'm I'm probably more worried about the people than the election. That's what I'd say. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great point. I think we, like most people, are bracing for impact, mm-hmm. right? This is not a celebratory moment for some. For mm-hmm. a, I would say half. Like the election is right. so close right now. Yeah. And that means... It's pretty much half the country believes one way, half the country believes the other way. and mm-hmm. But most, hopefully, aren't too extreme. But you do have those extremists. Yeah. And we're just ex- expecting this very divisive moment, whoever wins or loses. Yeah. And that's a real bummer, and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll just jump in real quick. I think that was one thing that I was... Uh, my first reaction, and it's kind of been my reaction this whole election season. Like my heart has really been broken and not in a very cliche Christian way. Like, no, like it's really Mm -hmm. sad to see what's been happening. Mm -hmm. And then to see what happened, like, I wish it was like, you know, the head just got chopped off and it was clear and it it just, no, this was, this is a slow and painful death on either side. It's like someone just stabbed us in the heart, Mm -hmm. no matter who it is, right. Stabbed in the heart and, and the knife's just slowly turning as we're waiting. And, and it just, that's really, it just, it's just really sad. Like I, I, I am not sad. I'm cool. 
but my heart is like a little sad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, this is not going to get any better. So yeah. for me, it was yeah. kind of a bummer, not because of either one that won or lost. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm good with that in, in my personal opinion, but it was sad to me. Like so many people I know are struggling right now. Like yeah. even I went yeah. to the gym this morning no one wanted to talk to anybody because we all know what everybody wants to talk about. No one wants to say anything because you don't know who's going to say what. And, and it's just awkward, right? Yeah. It's this awkward sadness. And like we're bracing for impact. Pastor Maribel, mm-hmm. what, what was your reaction? I, I was very surprised, actually, mm-hmm. for a few reasons. I think first because... Uh, how many people went out to the polls to yeah. vote, Ooh, yeah. which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. We want people to to love their nation and, and their country. For sure. We just pray and, and hope that it comes from the right place with the right passion. Right. And I think that's where it could get kind of uh, uh, blurry and affect us in a negative way is uh, we don't really do our research. We don't really uh, study what we're voting for and we just go with the flow. Um, and I think that was the second surprise. We, we, well, we live in California, so we know it's a little different here. Um, mm-hmm. But like Pastor Sean said, like every vote does count. Right. Uh, and and I've, I just want to take a moment to applaud our pastor for his messages the last couple of weeks here mm-hmm. in the right. house have really, really been a blessing to mm-hmm. so many people uh, and, and just reminding us um, about uh, that it's not about a political party. Right. But it's, it's about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's a kingdom mindset. Um, and that changes everything. Thank you, Pastor Mirabal. Yeah. I think, I think that's really good. There is a, a sober-mindedness, a sobriety that comes when we preach truth. Yeah. And especially about topics like that. And I think that's what's been happening on Sundays. And what's been really cool is some of even the things we've talked on Sundays have been part of the conversations we've had on podcasts. Like, I know they've been connected. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been talking about them a little bit on Devos as well. And it's just because people are, it's on their minds. And so I think it's a great opportunity. And, and I, and I do, I agree with Pastor Maribel. I think the whole team would applaud Pastor Eric in not being scared to talk about it and then bringing some truth into mm-hmm. it and treating it as an opportunity, not just to talk about issues, but to lead people to Jesus. I found that after hearing the messages more than it was, like go out and vote. It was, I need to be closer to God, yes. God's will and God's kingdom. Yeah than anything else. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. And so, um, for sure, that's definitely something that I think happened in the last couple of weeks. And I think that's why he is a team. And for those who really are here at Thrive, we feel maybe a little bit more at ease because we've had some solid teachings and reminders yeah. of what we need to do during this election and what happens and what doesn't happen. And that doesn't really matter how we trust in Jesus. Um, I think that's part of that. So shout out to you, Pastor Eric. That's really, really good stuff. Thank you guys. And if you've missed those messages, you can listen to them on this podcast as well. Go to the YouTube page if you want to see them, whatever you need to do. And so that leads me to my next question though. I think a lot of it has been surprise. Uh, We mentioned a little bit about sadness. A lot of it has been a little bit of of angst and what's going to happen and we're bracing for impact. But also to think that, you know, this is not new for those that have been around a few elections. This, uh, I re- remember watching the news yesterday and, and there was multiple times where they said, you know, this is normal that actually election isn't decided on Tuesday night, which I think I thought was reassuring as well. I want to get into this. I think everyone has had their reactions. I think people even now are emotionally reacting. I don't mm-hmm. think day two for some is even better than day one. For some people, they just need to sleep on it. But for some, mm-hmm. this is still really hard. They woke up really bummed out. Mm-hmm. 
why and, and and for some it's not even bummed out that they're over the top like i bet there's going to be protests in the next couple of days i oh, think yeah. right like what pastor sean was mentioning people are going to start reacting in a very negative way i want to get to the root of it so not even talking about the elections but also the root of an individual why do people get so upset when things don't go their way when things don't go our way yeah. what is it in human nature that we just we just get so upset and, and we could talk elections. I think that's a trigger and the example, but we can even go deeper than that. So, so any thoughts on that? Let's go ahead. Pastor Sean, you got any thoughts on that? Why do people get so upset? Especially let's, let's bring it from a perspective of young people. Yeah. Why do they go so upset? <laughs> yeah. And then we'll get to the older people in a minute, but we'll go young people first. You young people yeah. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm the old guy here. Right, the the whole millennial and boomer conversation. Right, that's the boomers rule. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I just like so many things just like ran through my mind on like why, especially like young people, like millennials and then uh, Gen Gen Z, sure. are so reactive and so. I think it's really just like they're, this whole generation, these last two generations have been very into their emotions, very into their feelings, and they're willing to um, put those at the forefront of everything they do, which is not always the best thing. Uh, I've learned from experience that it's not the best opportunity or best decision when I react off of my emotions. Um, so when I am happy, I do things that you know make me happy. I'll make decisions based off of that. But when I'm um, in a funk or if I don't get what I want, then I'm right. going to make decisions that make that even worse or going to make decisions against other people. Um, and I think we get upset when we don't get things that we want is mainly because I think some form, some inkling, we feel like we are deserving mm. of stuff. Mm. I think we all like we've all had those moments, right? Like when we're saved, sometimes even when we are or when we're not saved, sometimes even when we are saved, that we feel like we deserve certain things. We, we deserve like an inkling of respect or an inkling of honor. And that's what this generation is very focused on is like, I deserve honor. I deserve respect. My feelings are valid. And they get upset when they don't get what they want. Yeah. And it's not. You know, it's not always going to get your way and everyone thinks that they should get their way. But if everyone in the world got their way, then it would just be complete chaos all the time. Right. Absolutely. I think the entitlement thing is such a true statement. I remember in the 2016 election, um, neither here or there with the statement, but just I remember someone talking about this. I, I don't know what celebrity it was, but when when Hillary lost, a specific celebrity was super upset. And she said this, and I, and I remember this, and I, and I feel like this is a true statement with our, with our generation. She said, I'm super sad and I'm super upset. She was angry, and she said this, because I believe Hillary deserved to be the first woman president of the United States. Like, doesn't matter who voted, doesn't matter what happened, but in her philosophy and her mindset, that because of what Hillary has done or not done, and I'm neither here or there, but in her mind, she said she deserved no other woman should be president first other than Hillary Clinton. And obviously that didn't happen. But I think that's how young people think. Mm -hmm. We deserve this. If I'm going to vote, or, and it's almost to the point where if any of my actions, not just voting, if any of my actions, if I put any effort into something, then that means I deserve for the outcome to be what I think it should be. Mm -hmm. And that is so anti-kingdom and anti-Jesus. Yeah. Like Jesus came onto the scene and did everything so different than anything else. Like mm -hmm. all throughout the gospels, Jesus is just walking on entitlement, mm -hmm. right? And I find it funny that it's flipped. I think in the past, in history, 
older people dealt with entitlement because they've had experience, right? right. And it makes sense. They've done a lot. They've earned a lot. They've, um, they've been through some stuff. And there's honor there with experience and stuff. And Jesus even said, no, you're not even entitled. I find it funny that like a 17 year old Mm -hmm. thinks they deserve what a 60 year old has. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we have to come against definitely in the younger generation. Anyone have anything to add to that? Pastor, Pastor Maribel, go ahead, jump on in. Um, I think that that was a great answer, Pastor Sean, but I, I also think it's it's because there's so much passion. They mm-hmm. they have they put their trust yeah. in something, right? And if they don't get what what they expect, uh, they don't know how to react to that because yeah. they've put every emotion into that expectation. Um, and I think it also reminds me with this particular election, like we put our trust in in someone or something, which is the president or the government, mm-hmm. um, and, and put all our hope in that that we have nothing else. And I think that's the mistake. But as believers, we, we have, if we have Jesus, we're going to be just fine. Right. We have a hope. Um, and one of the notes that I was kind of just writing down was, like, we have to remember that regardless of who's in office, God has still called us to be right. salt and light. Like, we haven't lost our purpose just because my president, right, didn't win this election. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I have to kind of take my identity back, remember why I'm here, but because I put so much energy and effort into something, uh, uh, I've kind of lost my way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think like the social media platform uh, has given everybody a voice. And so my opinion is out there and, and there's more to lose if it doesn't go my way. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's not just entitlement, but it's pride. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. And, and I think all of us can probably relate to that, right? Like all of us can mm-hmm. be like, yeah, there's moments where I said this was going to happen and it didn't happen. And I, my pride's got to go down. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. really yeah. good. Pastor Marbell. Pastor Eric. Good, good. Really good stuff. Uh, a few things just, uh, as I was listening to you guys, one is I think there's tremendous disappointment because elections matter. So, like, there's a lot at stake. I, I think the church does itself a disservice when we say, well, it doesn't really matter who you vote for or what you vote for even better. I don't really like to get tied up in party or personality. Right. It doesn't really matter what you vote for because, you know, uh, God is sovereign and we're just not going to worry about it. Like, that wasn't the messages we were preaching. Right. We were talking about a responsibility to vote, to be salt and to be light and to help shape culture because it really does matter. So, Mm -hmm. like, something that matters to me is school choice, for example, because of what, in California, they're mandating certain things to be taught to our children. Well, I don't want... if, If I want the choice to either allow that or not allow that. Mm-hmm. And so there are good godly parents that might say, hey, I'm going to let my kids go to public school and listen to certain things, and then I will teach them through it at home. That's, that's great. But if I don't want my kids to be indoctrinated a certain way that is unbiblical, mm-hmm. I would like the choice yeah. right. to choose a school or an educational path that doesn't force those things. So, like, that matters to a parent yes. that, that you know, again, the kinds of policies that are going to be enacted. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of reason to feel deeply about elections and, 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 and legislation that we can anticipate. Here in California, we need to be hyper, hyper sensitive about religious freedom. 
and the role of the church and the freedom of the church to minister and, and the legislation that has been attempted and is being currently attempted to mute us and to control the church. Like, that is not okay. So we should be pretty fired up about certain kinds of things, right? right? So that, that's one. So I just, I validate people who feel very disappointed perhaps today mm-hmm. if, if they voted righteously and they're not seeing the results for sure. That they wanted to see. Second is I do think uh, I'm a facts over feeling guy by personality. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really put a whole lot in my emotions because my emotions can vacillate. But emotions do matter, right? Like feelings do matter. And, and so, you know, I think feelings have a lot to tell us about maybe our mindsets, our attitudes, our focuses. So if someone is feeling depressed today, that should be like, that's, I think that's God built in signal to you that you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm, like it's good. a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not to be dominated by it. It's sort of like a messenger. Mm-hmm. If you're afraid today, God's giving you this signal system. So if you're afraid, realize it, acknowledge it, and ask yourself, why are you afraid? Why are you scared? Why are you mad? Why are you depressed? Why are you, why, why are you trying to isolate yourself? Mm-hmm. Don't give in. Like, it yeah. isn't about being dominated by our feelings, but it's about being informed by our feelings. What's fueling this? And it's not just about elections. That could be about a marriage. Right. Conflict in For a marriage. Sure. That yep. could be about uh, insecurity at yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so em- emotions matter. The third thing I'm going to say is that um, that it, it really matters um, when we're talking about like Pastor Sean mentioned, um, how young people are so feely, mm-hmm. and Pastor Mirabal chimed in too about the like entitled, right? You guys talking about that? So parents out there, um, you've heard this before, but maybe you don't believe it. Uh, if I'm your pastor, at least listen a little bit. Let your children be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Let them fail sometimes. Mm. Tell them no sometimes. Don't always, especially when, start when they're young, like when they're four. Right. And they want that toy at Target. Mm. Tell them no. Like, and they're going to cry. But then after a while, they're not going to cry. They're going to like understand that they don't get everything. Yeah. Because if we don't teach our children to handle disappointment, like an election, right? Right. Yeah. Um, not getting a job, not getting uh, accepted at a particular college, not making the football team. Mm-hmm. Then we're, if we don't teach them, they're going to f- fail sometimes still. You can't run around with a mattress so they never fall. And, and what you're going to do if you allow them disappointment, you're going to make them resilient. And resiliency is the bounce back capacity that we have. So the church of Jesus Christ needs to be resilient, for example, because we may have voted predominantly one way or another. And if we don't get what we thought we needed or what we know is righteous, we need to bounce back. Like Mm -hmm. we're not going to go into hiding. We're not going to find some catacombs to live in. Like we need to be, be still bold and and brave and vocal in the in the right ways, friends. Right. Um, be let's be resilient. Let's teach our children to be resilient because those things matter. Emotions, we're going to feel them. I think they're good messengers for us. But you know, don't be a slave to it. And let's respond the way that God wants us to respond. Right. For sure. I I think that's so good. I think for me, just bouncing back off that. It's so crazy, though, how people don't 
get informed by their emotions, but they get controlled by their emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have found just in being a young pastor and and just being around people, right? We're in the people business. uh, Oftentimes over emotionalism, depending on the moment or just the individual will lead to just straight up sin, destruction, like pain, decisions that you make that it's going to take a lot of cleanup to do. I think that's great that what you said, Pastor Eric, we have to allow emotions to inform us and emotions aren't bad. We're not just stoics and we have to be able to have disappointed moments and yet still trust in Jesus and do what we need to do. And so I'm just going to jump into the third question because I think it segues into a great, I I just, I don't want not just church people because we have people maybe that go to our church and that's for sure, but also people who are lost. We cannot let emotionalism or hyper emotions lead us to sinful decisions. We can't, there's no room for that. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just throw a couple out there. There's no room to riot whether you're saved or not saved because of your person who won or didn't won. And I mean, riot, like go and destroy stuff and burn buildings down. Protest, cool, but riot. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. There's no room as a believer to jump on social and just get on every argument you can on every platform and then start like cussing people out. There's no room for that. There's no room to be unfriendly. And to not be salt and light to someone at the grocery store because you found out that they voted for someone different. There is no room for that. Not in this kingdom. I think we would do the listeners a great service. I think it would help them a lot if we can give them some tools on how do we respond without crossing the line. Because then there's the other side that Pastor Eric mentioned. I think that's so good and I appreciate that. It's okay to react a little bit and be upset and have a righteous anger or a frustration or even feel a little depressed. But how do we not cross the line when God has given us these emotions? How do we still stay in tune with what we would believe the Holy Spirit would allow us to live our life? Go ahead. So, So yeah, so I think that's good. I'll just say something real quick and then let the team... I think we need to be responsive and not reactive. That's good. So we need responding means we think first and then we, we respond or we act accordingly. Reactions are visceral. They're, 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 um, they're not thoughtful. Right. They're emotion based like you're saying. So to respond, the church needs to respond to the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to launch a new sermon series uh, entitled Our Finest Hour This Sunday. So if you hear this before Sunday, come out. <laughs> if not, next Sunday, we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it for a while. Yeah. yeah. So Our Finest Hour, because I believe that now's the time the church responds. As what we have seen through this election is that we're not, and this word was thrown around a lot, monolithic as a nation. There are varying degrees of thought. And there, m- most uh, uh, biblical principles are conservative in nature. So when you For think sure. about mm-hmm. life in the womb, when you think about... Uh, um, pro-choice in school. Pro-choice of school, because yeah, that's freedom, right? right? When you think of pro-Israel, also it's things very like bi- yeah. pro-Israel. It's yeah. also very biblical, by the way, right. to take care of the poor, right. to care for the immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. So, so those aren't just... Not, those don't belong in just one part or the other. But we as a church, we've been talking about it, we have a tremendous opportunity right now. Yeah. If we will not 
let our emotions dictate. Mm. If our emotions drive us to Jesus mm. and there we do business with God and we come out of prayer with peace and love and joy and vision because God is up to something in our nation. This election was very telling, very telling to me. Um, we are not a lost nation. I believe in many ways we're a post-Christian nation. Yeah, for sure. But we're not a lost nation. That's right. It's not completely gone. And so we have an opportunity. There is momentum here. Even yes. if things don't always go the way we want, there's momentum here. We need to seize the day righteously. Yes. And people need to hear about Jesus. They need to right. know Jesus. So, so that's how I would say is that we need to be responsive to the times, not reactive. I, th- I think... I think most believers get that, but we need to make sure we're doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that the only line that I want to make sure I don't cross is the one that no longer represents Jesus Mm. Um, because my identity is in him. It's not in my city, my county, Mm -hmm. my president. It's, it's, it's in Jesus. Um, And so, you know, I, for a long time I stayed away from politics because it drove me nuts. I'm, (laughs) I'm an INFJ. And uh, a little different than our, our lead pastor here, but I get I? emotional and passionate about stuff. And, and it's, it's like this, it's like a lot. And I haven't met one, one person during this election season uh, that hasn't gotten upset, uh, been confused, felt frustrated, felt angry. Right. Um, and then, but it's, so I, I love what you said, Pastor Chris. It's like emotions are not bad. Right. They're not a sin. We're, God made us this way. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with it. Mm-hmm. It's so there's it's tons word. of noise in our head that we can allow to leak over to our heart. And that's when it gets us in trouble. That's when we no longer speak out of wisdom. We speak out of foolishness. Um, and so I think it's learning to submit those emotions and feelings to God. Like, why do I feel so angry? Why do I feel so frustrated and, and laying those things down so that God can be louder? Um, we want God to be louder and the loudest thing in our life. And, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. It's so good. Uh, was teaching last night. Um, we do an evangelism class here at the church and, one of the things we were talking about was just how to maintain motivation and inspiration to reach people for Jesus. And one of the things that I thought was so good um, was that we need to have a healthy understanding of the fear of the Lord. And I think that's true in this case as well. Um, Bob Sorge, he's an amazing pastor. He describes the fear of the Lord as this. He says, the love of God is like the gas pedal in the car, and it gets us to where we need to go. We love people through the love of God. We love God through the love of God. But the brake pedal, so that we don't crash into stuff, and I know this because I'm teaching my 16-year-old brother Alex how to drive, and that's a nightmare as we go around roundabouts and river islands <laughs> in my car that is kind of new. Um, like, the brake pedal's more of the fun than the gas pedal, especially when you're teaching people how to drive. And if you are new to this Jesus thing, or you are trying to figure this thing out, I would highly advise you, you need to have that brake pedal in your life. And what does that mean? You need to have a healthy, balanced understanding of the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? That Jesus, you need to be, you need to love him, but there is a little bit of fear as in, I'm not going to do things he hasn't called me to do. I'm not going to behave in the way he hasn't called me to behave. It's in the same way that in like with my son, and I think Patrick mentioned it with your kids at Target, they're going to be a little disappointment, but they have to listen. They should know that if I tell them you can't get a Hot Wheel at Target, and that's like Zadok, right? You can't get a Hot Wheel at Target. You can't throw a fit because then there's a consequence. Mm -hmm. That's a a basic understanding of the fear of the Lord. And maybe we'll do that in a different podcast because I think that's a great topic. (laughs) That helps me 
to not cross the line. Yes. Mm -hmm. To understand not just that God loves me, but he loves me enough to discipline me. And I don't want the consequences of discipline. So I'm going to represent him well. That's just a little bit from my perspective. I think that's really, really good. Pastor Sean, any last thoughts on how do we make sure we don't cross the line? So, yeah. So I just have a couple of things, especially coming from uh, the younger perspective with millennials and Gen Z. Um, They're going to be very, very emotional over whatever the decision is of this election, whether that's Biden or Trump or whatever. Um, I think the first tip that I would give is kind of about same along the lines of Pastor Eric is just be patient. Um, mm. Be ready to respond. Don't react. Because um, if you react, I think I think whoever if whoever's in their emotions, whoever's in their feels about this election, I don't think they're going to be able to respond I think they're going to react for sure. And so if we react the same way that they are, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to add more to the fire. Um, These generations really find their identity in these political parties and they're ready to fight for it. They, they will throw punches. They will jab at your character. They will jab at your integrity. They will try to pick Mm. and pull anything they can Mm -hmm. because they want to defend their political party and their political ideas. Whether that's both sides, not just left or it's both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just be patient. And then like, if you want to genuinely have a conversation, if you want to respond to someone, ask them first, if they want to talk about it, don't just go in hot, like say, Hey, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready to discuss (laughs) this election. I'm ready to tell you why you're wrong. Right. It's not a cage match. It's not. Yeah. And I think that's what America feels like right now. It's just one big giant cage match. Um, but I really do think also that the church has in the past done a poor job at, uh, responding to different differences between the church and the world. Um, and that's not the whole church, but that is kind of what is been portrayed. The reputation of it. Right. The yeah. reputation that's been, what's been portrayed on social media. That's been, right. um, you know, people in big cities standing on street corners with God hates this, God hates that you're going to hell, like all this, all this stuff. And it puts yeah. on a very bad image of the church and it puts a very bad image on Jesus. God doesn't hate anything. Jesus doesn't hate anything. Like he, he loves you. Like he, right. we need to be able to spread that. And I think a part of it, um, and responding without crossing the line is people go on social media rants. People mm-hmm. do all this crazy stuff. They mm-hmm. post, they, they have no fear online. They feel like they can get away with whatever they want. So I, I think another thing that we need to watch out for is we need to call out our brothers and sisters when they're spreading hate yeah. online for or sure. they're spreading hate and in that, person. And that's, and that's yeah, through a DM. That's, that's not also in the comments. Right. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> that's through. If yeah. you, if, if, if society, if society can learn the art of the DM, hey. <laughs> we would be so much better. Yeah. Yes. But I think that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. I, I think really we have to be able to help maintain the integrity of the church um, because it's something that can go so easily off the rails if we're not watchful of that. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I, I wrote down uh, to this question is uh, an internship here at Thrive, we would do classes and they would teach us how to respond and how to take care of certain situations. And the number one thing, uh, they give us like a whole list of all these different crazy things that happen. Um, the same, the same thing for every single one. The first step is before anything, pray. Yeah. Before yes. you go into anything, pray about it. Uh, before you respond to that cousin, before you respond to that friend on Facebook, uh, before you try to have a conversation with someone, yeah. pray before you go into it. Ask God for discernment. Ask God for the right words to say to help uh, bring understanding to both sides to help find a, a, a middle ground to where we can talk about it, to where it can be a, a healthy response rather than a, a toxic reaction. Mm, you know? I like that. That's good. Pastor Eric. Yeah, no, just last thing I'll say, just to piggyback off of Pastor Sean, because he had a lot of good stuff there, is that we need to be ready as the church to minister. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like we're called mm-hmm. to minister. Yeah. So we're ambassadors. We're ministers of new covenant. Like that's right. our calling. Not 
you, I don't know that you can, you can't argue someone that Christ, for example. Yeah. <laughs> so the point isn't to win arguments. Right, right. So I think that, that as we look around us, not just related to the election, but in life, because this is going to like calm down and, you know, down the road, we're going to be back to life. But talking about people's feelings, one of the things that I think is really important and this is one of the great gifts and powers of the church is that people need to feel felt. There, there's this That's idea great. of feeling felt. Yes. So when, when I talk to someone and they're brokenhearted or they're hurting or they're struggling, I try to empathize. Like I try to make, try to put myself in their shoes. Yeah. That's what empathy means. And it really does minister to them mm-hmm. that I'm feeling at least in some way, what they, they feel, mm-hmm. even if I don't agree that's right. That they should be feeling that way. Or that right. sure. certainly yeah. mm-hmm. I may not be agreeing with what they're doing about mm-hmm. what they're feeling, mm-hmm. but that I feel what they feel. I'm not just pretending like they shouldn't feel that way. You know, rub some dirt on it. You know, we tell yeah. little boys when yeah. they scrape their knees. So we as the church have a tremendous gift. It's one of the reasons why churches do well. When you think about the miracle of the church that is run by charity and volunteerism and you don't, you don't have to come, you don't have to be a part, mm-hmm. um, is that people feel felt here. Mm-hmm. That's relationship. That's community. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have that tremendous gift. And when we are the, that empathetic, it opens doors to speak truth. Mm-hmm. And the hope is salvation. That's the hope right. is yeah. that Christ would save the world through his church. I, I think that's so good. One of the things Pastor Maribel has said, and I've said it on the podcast, but I think is just so pressing to this time, and it makes sense, is that we don't change people's hearts through debate or, com- or, or, or arguing or on social. We change people's hearts over dinner at a yes. table yeah. in conversation. Yeah. And relationship is the doorway yeah. to yeah. that, and I believe that. And, and I, I'll just say this. I love my church. If you're listening and you haven't been here, we're not good at everything. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, we're good at some stuff. We're not good at everything. I'm not going to be that guy that's like, come to my church. It's the most amazing ever. We're not perfect. I thought we were perfect. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. Depends on the Sunday. But but we're we're really solid. Like, and the team does amazing. But the one thing that we are so excellent in and we do really, really well is family and relationship. And you Mm -hmm. feel that when you walk in the room. And I would love to have you come visit us, whether it's online or in person. We'd love to have you. And I think we as a church, not just thrive, but in general, have to continue to carry that, that relationship. So I think that was so good. And so just to wrap it up, how do we respond without crossing the line? We got to pray. We got to empathize. We got to have compassion. We have to be understanding, but then also hold firm to truth. Stop. Don't react. So for some of you, stop sending text messages without reading them. Stop (laughs) it. You know who you are right now. Some of you are listening and you always do that. You don't reread your text or you don't reread your post. You just send it with all your crazy emojis. You need to stop that. You need to stop saying words. And then, and then this is what you do. You say, oh, it just came out. I didn't mean it. You did mean it. Like you got to stop, stop, respond, take a minute, trust in Jesus. And I believe that we'll represent Jesus well. Can I say one last thing, Go ahead. Mr. Chris? Go so ahead. So I, I was reading last night, Philippians chapter four, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And it says, and again, I say rejoice, but Amen. we always forget this last part. It says, let your gentleness be evident. Oh, let your gentleness be evident. 
So that that should be something we embrace, yep. whether it goes my way or doesn't go my way. Mm-hmm. We rejoice because in the midst of chaos, we serve a God that is still God. Right. So good. Good job. So good. Thank you guys so much for jumping in today. Good job, it was Pastor awesome. Sean. Good job, Pastor Maribel. Yes. Good job, Pastor Ben, the quiet hero of the podcast. He really is the quiet yeah. hero of the Pastor podcast. Pastor Chris, tremendous job. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. Do me a favor. If you love this podcast or it encouraged you, inspired you, send it to someone, share it on social media, send it through a text. We want to get the word out, not because it's about us, but it's about Jesus. We right. love you, family. We're praying for you. Have an amazing rest of your week. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.